Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I'm joined by the beautiful Lola Ritchie for a no-holding-back conversation about Tantra and sexual energy. You can check out the show notes to see all about how Lola works and to follow her and work with her. But for now, I just want to call something out. This conversation and the one that will follow next week may trigger lots of parts of you, the language that is used, the topics that are discussed. And to be honest, that is part of the point. By opening these conversations with things that as a culture or a society that we don't often lay bare and talk about, I hope that in a way it does make you feel a little uncomfortable, maybe a little inspired, maybe a little defensive, but all in all, a conversation to get us thinking and maybe seeing this human part of ourselves as a portal to our greatness. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. I am slapping a massive language warning on this. So just be sure that little ears are not around, but I would be so interested to hear your thoughts over on the Light Path community. Enjoy the episode. Lola, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for making the time to actually be here. It's going to be quite a juicy conversation, not one I'm sure that we can, you know, wrap up and conceptualize just in one chat. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes because the energy of sexuality is life force itself. So it's so important, but not something that I think we talk about enough. Yeah, 100%. No, I'm really excited to be here having this conversation with you. So kick us off. Do you have a favourite quote? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I don't actually. I don't have a favourite quote. I feel like I've been asked this, yeah, a couple of times in the last few weeks and it's it's really got me thinking. It's interesting because I I read a lot, uh, but for me... And I, and I love poetry and I love writing and, and all the things, but I feel as though sometimes words just diminish, <laughs> diminish the the beauty of life. And so, yeah, I'm not one to really like hold on to words or have a favorite quote per se, but yeah. So interesting. And especially like given your work and what you do, it is so like in the present and energy exchange and connection to self that that external like, isn't something that you tie yourself to. I find that really fascinating. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got me thinking though, like I'm going to have a think about that. Maybe I'll get back to you. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll chat again and you can let us know then. But just so people can understand, you know, what it is that you do because you can read in the bio, you know, your rap sheet of what it is that you do, but I just want to get really basic and break it down. So mm-hmm. Tantra, what is it? What isn't it? Mm-hmm. Great question. So, well, first and foremost, Tantra is not sex. <laughs> I'd sort of put that straight up out there immediately because there is a huge misconception that Tantra is all about sex, 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 sex. 
And that's not true, or at least not entirely true. Okay. So Tantra is actually quite an ancient religious tradition that came from ancient India. It peaked around 1000 AD and then had a really big impact on a lot of Eastern and Asian uh, religion. And so the philosophy of Tantra teaches that everything is one. And this is something that we kind of hear about being thrown around in the spiritual world. And it can kind of be a bit heady, like, oh, my God, everything's one. But in Tantra, it's about uh, realizing and recognizing this as true for yourself through your body. And it recognizes this one as an all-encompassing radiant goddess. Everything is one. Everything is goddess consciousness. We are not separate from the divine. Okay. And so Tantra in in practice looks like lots of meditation, yoga, uh, mantras, pranayama, breath work. Uh, practices that use the body to support you to realize this truth of your own divinity through your body, literally. And so sexuality is actually only a very, very tiny microscopic portion of tantric teaching, or at least in classical tantra. Neo-tantra, which came up at around 1970s, uh, particularly by Osho, is more focused around sexuality and it's beautiful. It's this modern innovation of the more ancient classical teachings uh, because in the classical teachings, it teaches that anything can be used as a ritual to experience the divine. So you can realize the fact that you are divine through anything, anywhere, anytime. Okay. And that includes sex, right? And so sex can be used as a ritual to experiencing your divinity and realizing the goddess consciousness within you when you bring intention and consciousness to your sex life. Okay. So in a nutshell, yeah, Tantra is really about realizing that you are a divine being and it is as much about embracing and realizing your divinity as it is about saying yes to this human experience and embracing all that this 3D reality has to offer us and realizing that this 3D reality is no, uh, it's not separate from our divinity either. Okay. Which is quite different to what a lot of uh, religions teach, right? Particularly in things like Christianity Uh, We're taught that God is something that's up here and it's separate and it's this man looking down at us from above. But Tantra is like, actually, no, uh, the goddess, this divinity is within you. You are not separate from it. And it is everything and everywhere. So it's saying yes to this human experience. And that means sex and pleasure and delicious relationships and material wealth. And they are all a part of this spiritual human experience and that's it I mean how often do you know that spiritual culture really push to deny us of that and think that the whole point of spirituality is to gain something outside of ourselves when actually the 3d the body whatever it is that we desire to have an experience in this life is the portal to the divine 
Mm-hmm. She's so beautiful. 100%. And I see a lot of, a lot of bypassing, a lot of denial, a lot of renunciation. And, you know, that can be one path that works for some people. Um, but Tantra is really created for the everyday human being. You know, you don't need to be a monk that go lives in a monastery and renounce everything and including sex, right? It's like, no, you don't need to be some superior human being who gives up everything in life in order to experience the divine directly like anyone can experience that and that what that is what makes tantra so fucking beautiful for sure like for those listening go back to episode 29 uh, 49 sorry where we talked about spiritual bypassing and it's interesting because when i recorded that episode i didn't actually consider that whole concept that you're talking about now that the denial of parts of us can actually be bypassing or spiritually bypassing parts of us that really need attendance and mm-hmm. experience with. Mm-hmm. And that that's really what creates our individual and collective shadow, right? It's like all of these parts of ourselves and this life that we deny, that we bypass, that we reject, that we push away, that we suppress creates this, this shadow and it goes deep back into our unconscious and then it starts to come out and leak out in really weird kind of fucked up ways right Mm. and so when we can learn to embrace all of life the shadow the light the dark everything in between the pain and the pleasure that's when we can really learn to experience the fullness of what this life has to offer right Oh, so true. And I want to talk about the other aspect of your work, which is somatic sexology. But before we do that, I just want to pick up on, as you were speaking, it it made me think about, is the experience that you're talking about of Tantra, of that oneness, how do men and women biologically experience that differently? Because I know that you do do work with women but you also you know for example I found you through a men's retreat that you know you were teaching at and so what have you just I'm just interested in what you have perhaps observed in not only your study but in your work about the difference or is there a difference between how we experience that no I don't feel as though there is a a difference in how we experience that I think that you know women predominantly hold a more feminine energy about them and men generally hold a more masculine energy about them Uh, but feminine and masculine as divine energies are not gendered Mm. uh, and we all hold a feminine and masculine energy within us and so tantra is really about the unification of those two energies inside of us and then experiencing that perhaps with a lover as the divine feminine and masculine coming into unison with each other with the divine it's like shiva and shakti are the the tantric representations of the the feminine and the masculine and it's like the the tantric story or even i'm pretty sure this comes from hinduism and they're very interrelated it's like the the birth of the universe came from shiva and shakti making love and creating the big bang and creating the universe right and so when we come back into that union it's like we're creating life And we experience that in, like you said, biologically, I mean, 
biologically sure we experience uh, pleasure in our sexuality in perhaps different ways and orgasm in different ways. Um, but when it comes to experiencing the divine, that is very much a universal experience. Absolutely, for sure. So talk to us. What is a somatic sexologist? <laughs> yeah, great question. So as a somatic sexologist, I'm all about infusing the science and the psychology and the spirituality of sex. So if those three ingredients all made sweet ecstatic love, <laughs> that would be what my work is all about, right? And so sexology, um, more uh, conventionally, if you will, is, is the, the study of human sexuality, particularly through the lens of, of science and psychology, and I'm all about that. I'm a huge nerd for science and psychology, always have been since I was a little girl. And it was through my spiritual awakening that I began to infuse more of this understanding of uh, how, yeah, our spirituality is interconnected with our body, right? Mm -hmm. And so somatic essentially means of the body. And so somatic sexology is about infusing your awareness through your body so that you can experience a more vibrant, rich sex life because a lot of what we teach in sexology can be quite up here it's like okay how do we take this down into here and to experience the richness of sensations and emotions and feelings alive inside your body so when you work with clients can you describe you know what a session with you is like and why people come to work with you Mm, great question Every session looks so different, but I work a lot with uh, breath work, with self-pleasure, with massage, with body work, whether that's, you know, I'm teaching a client how to give that to themselves or I'm actually giving a body work session in person. Um, Work a lot with the tantric energetics, like the feminine and masculine polarity and union, as we described. I work a lot with emotional liberation, really becoming... Uh, acutely aware of the sensations, the feelings, the emotions alive inside of your body so that you can understand them and essentially use them to create a more vibrant sex life. Um, I do a lot of shadow work. And so that is a lot about embracing those darker parts of you and bringing them back into wholeness so that, again, you can live your life from this place of being like, yeah, this is who the fuck I am and I love myself for it in all of it. And so, yeah, that's, that's a lot of what I do in a nutshell. And a lot of women will come to me when they are really craving to experience pleasure and radiance within themselves. I see so many women walking around feeling so disconnected from who they really are at their core and they really like crave to feel like, oh, this is who the fuck I am and to be unapologetic in that and to be fearless in that and to be dangerously liberated in their expression. So it's really about bringing forth more of who you are as a human being, as a divine being. And so women come to me when they want to, yeah, liberate the fullness of who they are into their life, into their sex life, through their pleasure. 
So you can be like, fuck yeah, this is me living my best life. So, so good. And I think, you know, it, it's so beginning, I think, of a cultural shift and turn that I think maybe started a little bit um, publicly with the sex in the city phenomena, um, even though I have massive reservations about that. Uh, <laughs> but we might disagree on some things there, but that's okay um, in terms of energy and sex, but we'll get on to that. Um, but, you know, I did put it out to the community before I spoke to you. What is it that people would ask you if they had you in front of you and and one or many well two major themes occurred the first one being sex and trauma I have no doubt many of us hold a lot of trauma around sex and sexuality um and you know I was even speaking to someone the other day and and he was quite surprised on my opinion of oh gosh you be hard-pressed to find a woman that didn't know another woman who had some type of sexual um, invasion or, you know, incident that happened. And he was quite shocked by that. And I'm like, oh, it's so common. Like we don't even think about it. It's so common. So can you talk a little bit to sexual trauma and how that might be blocking our life force energy, our flow, the connection really to ourself? Yeah, and I think this is a really, really important conversation to have because, Yes, on an individual level, it's unfortunate to say that probably, yeah, the majority of women have experienced some form of sexual trauma or abuse or a violation of their boundaries. Even something as simple as not feeling safe to use your voice during sex, for example, to say uh, no when how do I put it? Yeah, actually just to use your voice and say no or to say yes and actually say, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah, totally. So expressing your boundaries and expressing your desires. Um, But it's not even just on an individual level of, of trauma, but also on a collective level, an intergenerational level, societal level. We live in a world that is very sex negative. Mm. We live in a world that really sees sex as being geared towards a man's pleasure. And we live in this world where women are often objectified and, you know, this is all a result of of the patriarchy. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. And so this trauma, like I said, isn't just, you know, what one woman has experienced in her lifetime, but it's what did her mother experience? What did her grandmother experience? And all the way back down the ancestral lineage of women, right? On a collective level, we we take in all of this information, all of this conditioning, all of this programming that teaches a woman how she can and can't show up in the world as a sexual being, right? And so it becomes so disconnected from our original sexual essence that is so fucking pure and innocent and untainted, right? And so even if a woman is walking around this world and she's like, oh, no, I've never experienced any sexual trauma, she is still subjected to the information coming in from the outside that teaches her about her sexuality, 
And a lot of women will hold on to shame around their sexuality, shame around their body, shame around their pleasure, shame around sexuality in general. Religious conditioning is a really big, uh, big cause of that shame. This purity culture that says that, um, you know, sex is a sin and you will go to hell if you have sex mm-hmm. for any other reason other than procreation. Right. And so all of this comes in to create this this trauma that we hold inside of our body. And, you know, trauma is so much less about, you know, the event that happened or the thing that happened or the information that was received or the programming that was instilled within us. And it's so much more about how our body holds on to that. Mm. And so for a woman and a man too, but particularly for women, we hold on to this trauma more often than not inside of our cervix, inside of our womb, inside of our entire pussy, inside of our yoni. And so more often than not, that presents itself as pain or tension or numbness inside the pussy. And this can come up, say, for example, Uh, you're having deep penetrative sex and your man hits your cervix and you're like, whoa, that's way too much. Some women just straight up go into overwhelm when they go into a sexual experience. I notice a lot of women, and this is something that I've personally experienced, is they dissociate. They kind of check out during sex. It's like they're there, but they're not really there. They're kind of spaced out, waiting for it to be done, waiting for him to come so that it can be over and done with, right? And it's this this coping mechanism, this protective mechanism that we've created to protect ourselves from fully feeling that trauma, from fully feeling that pain that lies dormant, that lays frozen inside of our bodies and inside of our nervous system. So, yeah, trauma, sexual trauma is fucking huge for men and women. And there definitely needs to be more conversation around it. And the healing of the sexual trauma starts with the individual, of course. And there are so many different ways and and approaches to to healing this trauma. Uh, But I really believe in the importance of taking an embodied approach because talking about it is one thing. It can be a really great step, particularly for a woman who has never had the space to be heard which is really big. Um, But talking about it keeps it in the mind and trauma lives in the body. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as you were speaking. Like it it is a mental but also very, very physical experience. And I I agree with you. These conversations are really um, layered and important. Um, and I'm, you know, for that reason, this is why you do what you do in terms of working with clients. And I really want to continue this conversation. Um, and so we are going to do a part two of this episode um, to continue this conversation, not just on the trauma, but then how do we embrace and overcome that? Um, so for now, we're going to follow it up in the next episode of the podcast. But for now, where can we find you? Where can we work with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, best place to find me is on Instagram. It is at the Lola Ritchie. Uh, my website is www.fireof.life. 
Yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Come play. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And like I said, we will continue this conversation next Thursday on the podcast. So till then, Lola, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.